The peace of our Lord be with you. I cannot speak for you, but as for me, it seems like only yesterday that Jesus was a helpless baby in Bethlehem. But in this morning's lesson from Luke, Jesus is already old enough to wander away from Mary and Joseph when they take him to Jerusalem to observe the festival of the Passover. One of several passages in the opening chapters of Luke which underscore and emphasize the fact that Jesus belonged to Judaism. Luke 2.22 says that Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to Jerusalem to dedicate Jesus to God according to the law of Moses. Luke 2.24 says that they offered a sacrifice while they were there according to what is stated in the law of Moses. Luke 2.27 says that Joseph and Mary did for Jesus what was customary under the law of Moses. And just in case anyone has missed the point, Luke then says, two verses later in Luke 2.39, that Mary and Joseph did not leave Jerusalem until they had done for Jesus everything required by the law of Moses. After which comes today's gospel lesson. When Mary and Joseph take 12-year-old Jesus to Passover, after which, in Luke chapter 4, Jesus preaches his first sermon. Where? In the synagogue. When? On the Sabbath. All of which is to say that Luke's gospel is very intentional to be very certain that no one can miss the Jewishness of Jesus. Jesus belonged to Judaism, and almost all of Jesus' first followers did too. The church, which eventually became separate from Judaism, originally belonging to Judaism, the church, birthed within the synagogue, which is what makes Northminster one of the most fortunate congregations on the planet to have once been housed before we had a home of our own at Beth Israel. All churches were birthed theologically and historically in the synagogue. They may not remember it, they may not say it out loud, but every church that has ever existed anywhere was birthed in the synagogue. First Baptist, First Presbyterian, St. Andrews, St. Richard's, Pine Lake, New Horizon, Bellwether, True Vine, True Light, you name it. Any church that exists anywhere on the planet was birthed in the synagogue theologically and historically. But our church oh, is that incredibly blessed and fortunate church to actually literally have been birthed in a synagogue. 
when Northminster was first being formed, one of our founders, Leland Speed, God rest his soul, approached his good friend, Maurice Joseph, a member of Beth Israel, and asked if Northminster could rent Beth Israel's sanctuary on Sundays, to which Mr. Joseph replied, no. We will not rent our space to you, but we will give it to you. And thus began this beautiful friendship between our two congregations. Several weeks ago, I was with Rabbi Cohen, and I mentioned to Rabbi Cohen that on December the 26th, the lectionary gospel text for the, for the day would be the Luke passage where Mary and Joseph take Jesus to the temple to Passover and that it would be likely that in the context of speaking about that passage that I would tell again the story of Beth Israel giving us a home when we had no place of our own. And we are happy today to have with us Rabbi Cohen, welcome, along with several congregants from Beth Israel. We are honored and thankful for your presence with us today. The world has always needed in every moment, but never more so than now, the witness of friendship between people of all faiths, Hindus, Muslims, Sikhs, Christians, and Jews, one of the biggest obstacles to which has been Christian onlyism. My name for Christianity's claim to be the only religion God recognizes, accepts, or believes in. As though the God who created the world 13 billion years ago could somehow be captured inside a 2,000-year-old religion. Christians have often turned to John 14:6 to support Christian Onlyism, the passage where Jesus is reported to have said, no one comes to the Father except through me. Popular Christianity interpreting no one comes to the Father except through me to mean no one gets to God except through Christianity. Aside from the fact that that is not what the Gospel of John is talking about, it occurred to me as I was thinking about all of this a couple of weeks ago that if we were going to assign a religion to those words, no one comes to the Father except through me, that religion would be not Christianity but Judaism because the one who is reported to have said those words was not a Christian. 
but a Jew. Not only at his birth, but throughout his life. So, thank you, Beth Israel, not only for giving us a place to meet and worship all those years ago, but also for giving us Jesus. As Paul said to the non-Jewish believers in Rome, do not be proud. Always remember, you're just the late lambs who got grafted into the original tree. So just consider yourself fortunate that you got grafted in as late wild limbs to the original tree and trunk of Judaism. So thank you, Beth Israel, not only for giving us a place to congregate all those years ago, not only for giving us our beautiful red paraments, which we still use to this day every year on Pentecost and every time we ordain anybody to do anything. Thank you not only for giving us a place and giving us paraments. Thank you also for giving us Jesus. Not to mention the stories of Abraham and Sarah, Hagar and Ishmael, King David and Queen Esther, the 23rd Psalm, Psalm 100, Psalm 121, Psalm 148, which we read a while ago about the cedar trees and the sea monsters all singing praise to God. All of that you loan to us, none of which we've ever yet returned. And thank you also for loaning us that other Hebrew Bible passage, the one we Christians read every Easter Sunday morning, Isaiah 25, 6 through 9, which says that someday the Lord is going to make a great feast for all people and all of us whole human family and all of creation will eat and drink and rejoice and rest together forever. Words which we borrowed from you and words which we believe with you. Thank you. close of this hour of worship, we invite you to make important decisions for our Lord and our Lord's Church.